Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stephen Lee Clark, and I'm coming to you from a little place. I don't know. You might have heard it. The motherfucking Andes. We're in the Andes Mountains. I'm here with my boy, Camilo. What's up, guys? I'm yep. Camilo. Yep, that's Camilo. And Camilo took me on the most wonderful, incredible, breathtaking, staggering, beautiful fucking journey I've ever been on. And we walked... Uh, what is it called? It's called the Hunkai? Hunkal Valley. Hunkal Valley. Oh. So, yeah, we walked through the Hunkal Valley all the way to the Hunkal Glacier. Uh, yeah, and you fucking heard me right. We went to the glacier. And what did we do? We, like, sat and had lunch. Just yeah. Like, uh, we are now, we are getting down. Yeah. We are so close to, to the biggest mountain in South in Total America. Oh yeah, what is it called again? Yeah, it's Aconcagua's mountain. Yeah, Aconcagua. It is the biggest mountain in all America, Europe, Africa. That's after Himalayas. We are in the biggest part of the world. That's fucking tight, dude. And yeah, we just did. Actually, Camilo said that we broke the record for him for his experience. So we just did all this shit um, in what it was like five hours, five a little, hours. little over five hours. And yeah, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a couple points where I was fucking huffing and puffing, and I was like, damn, this is fucking crazy. I didn't really sleep that well last night because I was fucking excited. And we played a show in Santiago last night. So I was just like, all right, um, let's fucking do this. Woke up early. He was kind enough to drive me out here. We fucking drank some glacier water, uh, filled up our water bottles from the fucking river. Yeah, we see a lot of condors, dude. Oh, yeah, we saw a lot of condors, and that shit was crazy, dude. Like, six-foot wingspan, like, more. Um, it was really wonderful, man, and it was, like, literally one of the greatest experiences of my life. And, uh, yeah, if you, I really, like I always say on Talkful, information is key, and information comes from experience also. So... I suggest that you press the stop button and go fucking see a motherfucking glacier right now because that shit is beautiful. Oh, and we heard a we heard a super loud avalanche that was really crazy. But yeah, man, uh, I want to thank Camilo. Thank you, dude. It was a fucking gracias. It was an incredible experience, and uh, Camilo is gonna take you with the intro. So. Yeah, bienvenidos a la radio. Talk for talk, radio. Talk for radio. That's my dog. That's my dog, Camilo. And yeah, this is another episode of Talk for Radio. Fuck yeah. Hey, what's up, mind dogs? This is Stephen Lee Clark with yet another episode of Talk for Radio. Uh, in today's news, we're going to talk about the interplanetary 1%, okay? Then we're going to talk about the magical trees of Ecuador. Not those kind of magical trees, damn. Come on, stay with me. And then we're going to talk about some new beautiful discoveries of Angkor Wat. After that, we got the interview with the Dark Prince of Metal himself, Chris Bruni, the man behind one of my favorite metal labels, Profound Lore. So yeah, it's been a while. Come kick it with me, your dog, you're my dog. Let's fucking do it. This is Talkable Radio.
again. What's up, my dogs? This is Stephen Lee Clark and another episode of Talk Full Radio. Uh, so first and foremost, okay, I'm going to apologize to you because it's been a fucking while, all right? And it's not you, it's me. Uh, just like everything else in my life, it's not you, it's me, all right? So my life is fucking crazy. I haven't been able to stop. Um, when I first started out, I was like, oh, dude, like all I need is a mic and my sampler. I can do this shit wherever. I could do it on tour. What I totally forgot to realize was that tour literally demolishes your brain and you can't function properly, okay? So, yeah, we did a U.S. tour um, and you can listen to the recap on Pitchfork. So, Pitchfork has a really cool podcast called How We Do It. And uh, on the last episode, it's my good friend Jen, okay, interviewing my other good friend slash teammate, George, okay? So, and then attached to that, they were nice enough to ask me to do a little bonus tour recap, okay? So you can go to Pitchfork uh, and download that shit because it was really fun. Again, I think I say it on there, but I don't really get to sit down with like my team ever, you know, and just talk about shit. And we had our sound guy, we had our tour manager slash fucking babysitter, uh, and it was a really fun interview, and I was really excited to do that. Um, so yeah, we had a tour with Tribulation, who uh, I'm gonna try to get on here the the only hard thing about getting tribulation is this thing uh called the atlantic ocean okay it's it's in between us but uh technology is the shit and i'm gonna get them on facetime and we're gonna fucking do an interview we already talked about it it'll happen soon uh i can't wait those dudes are wonderful they're beautiful uh they're amazing uh super attractive really funny uh and they're amazing musicians okay uh, another thing about that tour was Envy. Envy played for a week. And let me tell you, uh, it's very rare to watch a band play in front of you and then just turn to your friends and be like, I don't want to play because uh, that band is fucking incredible and they're going to make us look like clowns. And that was how Envy was the entire time. Uh, we all knew how good they were, whatever. They were incredible, immaculate, uh, scary, right? So anyways, it was really good to kick it with them. Um, what else did the team do? The team went to Chile. We went in Santiago. Um, we played one show. I kind of had a, law, a life-altering experience, as you heard in the very beginning of the episode. Um, Camilo, my dog, took me to the Juncal Glacier, right? And it was fucking incredible. It's the biggest moving force on the earth. And it made me, like, you know, made me tear up a little bit. And uh, it was just wonderful. I saw the world's biggest birds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he talks about it. Condors. Uh, it was cool. And, yeah, so Chile was a wonderful experience all around. Um, they have the real. They, they have this really – okay, and it's not – I'm not just saying this because it's called Brutalist, but they have this thing called Brutalist Architecture, which is really fucking cool, okay? It's like uh, during, you know, the Cold War and shit, everybody was terrified of bombs. And uh, – so people kind of like threw style out the window when it came to architecture and just built these like gnarly concrete and steel block buildings, which was sick as fuck. And um, I was lucky enough to have a good friend, Catalina, take me around, show me the shit. Aldo was really fucking cool. He's the one that brought us out there. And Beatrice really fucking cool. She brought us out there too. They were all the coolest people. Uh, I fell in love with Santiago. Um, I'm going to go back there right now. I'm going to stop doing this. Anyways, so that was a wonderful experience. Um, oh, the really cool thing that happened there was my friend Catalina was like, dude, my friend has a book, uh, a table at a book fair. So we went there, checked it out, okay? 
how fucking weird is this, right? This guy has fucking a collection of like 90s Chilean UFO magazines, right? And I was looking at it like, damn, this shit slaps. And so I was looking through it and he was like, oh, you like that? And I was like, man, fuck yeah, I like this. And he was like, sick. I was like, sick. And then his dad popped up, right? And his dad was like this older dude, uh, like pretty old. And he came up to me and he was like, keep in mind, all this was being translated for me. Um, thank you, Catalina. That, you saved my life. But so she was like, or they, he was like, yo, like you need to check this out. And he handed me this little book, right? And it was a little nice, like, like hardcover, but small book. And I'm not that fluent in Spanish, but I can, I can figure some stuff out. And it was about Planet X. And I looked at the fool and I was like, damn, dude, this is about Planet X. And he was like, yup. And I was just like, hell yeah, dude. So I have this podcast. It's fucking gigantic, right? Hell of people listen to it. Millions probably. Um, and I did this little segment on Planet X. And he was like, no fucking shit. And I was like, yeah. And that fool was like, two things. He's like, one, you can have this. And I was like, oh, thank you, bro. Like, you're, that means a lot. And the second thing was he kept looking at me and he was dead serious. Like, this is not fiction. And I was like, okay, well, A, you're my dog. And B, I don't know uh, if it's fiction or not fiction. But uh, you're tight as fuck. So whatever. Um, so he gave it to me. And I was like, man, as if this experience couldn't be... Uh, more amazing you know so that was great what else oh i'll tell you what else i've been up to uh and it's not cool uh the motherfucking dentist all right so i went to the dentist and let me tell you i have never experienced like a gap between the lower class and the upper class what whatever i've never experienced it as extreme as when you go to the fucking dentist okay yeah like like just all medical all around because let me tell you i don't have dental insurance all right I had to go to this fucking dentist that the only reason I went was because it said on the outside, it said uh, discount for people with no insurance. Right. And I was like, man, that's that's me right there. Let's do this. Uh, so I went in there and right off the bat, they treated me like shit. Uh, they were total dicks to me. They were fucking rude. All that means the same thing. I know. But that's how bad it was. OK, I have to say it three times in a different way. Um, and then they gave me like 10 shots in my mouth and then left me in the fucking chair for like an hour and a half. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? I did like literally 18 Sudoku puzzles. And I was like, God damn, this is such bullshit. So I was like looking at them like, hey, what's up uh, with you? Because are you going to like hook me up with anything? And they were just like, oh, and like kind of scoffed at me and then totally fucked my teeth up worse. Uh, it was an awful experience. So, yeah. Uh, I'm still working on this time machine so I can do a lot of things. One of them being go back and slap the shit out of myself for not taking fucking care of my teeth. Okay. Uh, I apologize to my father. Uh, you're a wonderful human being and I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you were right about everything, including my teeth. Okay. So I have some important shit before we get in the news. I have some important shit to tell you. Okay. Uh, talk fool, right? Has a fucking website now okay there's a few finished like uh finishing touches being put on it but my beautiful wonderful really good friend katie loren uh she hooked me up with the website she did it for me it looks beautiful there is uh an area okay first of all it's talkfulradio.com okay <laughs> curveball anyways talkfulradio.com there is an archive of all the episodes because let me fucking tell you something i'm trying to phase the shit out of soundcloud okay i want that shit out of my life anyway it's not that bad uh, it just takes forever to load right so i'm trying to get 
so you can check out the archive. All the shit's there. On the front page is the latest episode. Uh, oh, another new thing. I'm going to start doing mixes. I'm going to have my friends do like an hour-long mix of just whatever they've been listening to. And I'm going to start interjecting those things in between the episodes. Because let me tell you, I realized that, hey, everybody... Uh, well, no, not everybody, just me. I need to calm the fuck down, right, and be a steady, like, force, okay? So, like, like consistency is key in life, all right? So, uh, I'm going to do one episode a month, you know, maybe give or take a little bit, probably, you know, maybe more, but, like, I'm aiming for one episode a month at the bare minimum, okay? So... The cool thing about doing one episode a month is little bonus shit, okay? So I'm going to start doing bonus little mixes. Um, I'm going to put the bonus tour recap up on our on my website, on our website, because it's fucking for the people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, the, and the people being you. Um, and so, and then I got a little Mount, Sh okay, that's another thing I did. Uh, I went and explored Mount Shasta with my best friend, Brandon, okay? So we did a little 40-minute uh, recap of exploration of Mount Shasta because let me tell you where I'm at. I'm in the fucking field, okay? I'm out there. Uh, I'm not taking anybody's word for shit, all right? Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't believe in anything unless I've seen it, touched it, okay? That's why I'm not even sure. I'm not sure about anything at all. Like, oh, what do you mean, Stephen Clark? Like, what about the moon? I don't fucking know about the moon. I've never even seen it up close, right? I haven't touched shit, okay? Uh, it's probably real. Uh, and yeah, I agree. The tide argument is really strong. Okay. However, I don't know shit. Okay. And if you're going to tell me that you know shit, I don't believe you. All right. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, where was I? Oh yeah. Bonus episode, bonus episodes will be up on there. Mixes will be up on there. Archive. There's a place you can contact me. Okay. Uh, send any suggestions. What I really would like is for people to send me news articles. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to have some help. Again, this is a huge team effort. This team is perfect. Um, that's from one of my favorite football movies of all time. Anyways, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that you can send me suggestions. You can just say, hey, what's up? You're fucking killing it. Or you could say, like, what the fuck are you doing? Whatever. But if you have a lot of negative shit, uh, you can share it if you want. But you can also take that negative shit and put it in a fucking sack and throw that shit overboard because nobody wants that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I, I care about your opinion. Uh, anyways. So there's that. Um, I'm going to try to have like, I want to have like some visual artist shit going on there because I have a lot, of, a lot of visual art friends. And uh, to be honest, I don't know shit about that kind of thing. So it would be cool to have like a little uh, area in, you know, where you can just click uh, featured artists, whatever. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, and we're going to touch upon this later, is there's a little donation button at the bottom. Okay. Talkful is here for you. Uh, and I don't make shit off Talkful. And it's, it's just fun for me. Okay. So, uh, you know, I could definitely use some mics, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Um, anyways, so another thing that has been going on, I'm just going to say this before we get to the news, uh, because you know what? It's, it's a little moving. It's a little wonderful. Uh, these end of year lists, uh, I've been seeing a lot of end of year lists, which I think are silly in the first place. Okay. Whatever. Uh, it just takes, you know, whatever it takes away from a lot of people that are trying to do stuff now, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but I'm going to say shouts to having a lot of friends on there because it's a beautiful time. It's a wonderful time to be alive, okay? So I saw like Super Unison's on there, uh, Bostonage is on there, and those motherfuckers deserve it, all right? Because it's really cool to see all these friends on there. It's a beautiful feeling, you know what I'm saying? And uh, from my team to your team, 
uh happy fucking holidays okay uh i'm super excited to see my family and just hang out see friends um it's a it's a it's a wonderful time uh, i don't really give a shit about like presents and shit because i don't ever get shit you know what i'm saying oh i do i do my mom hooks me up but you know like who cares that's not what it's about i'm about fucking kicking my uncles my aunts my nana nana's the queen of the universe right shouts nana and my nana's birthday is on christmas all you motherfuckers can say what's up to her okay um anyways uh going back to year of endless um bostonage some of my favorite fucking people uh singer has a corgi uh harry's my dog very handsome they're all cool as fuck all of them and uh yeah this is a profound lore episode so their record all fours came out on profound lore and it's fucking great it's amazing they're an amazing band so i'm gonna go ahead and before we hit the news this is bostonage with a subtle change fuck with it
All right, that was Bostonage with a subtle change. Uh, wonderful fools, very attractive. Okay, now the news. Here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today. All right, so this article was A, very interesting, and B, pissed me the fuck off. So I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, so it is called Mars, the escape hatch for the 1%. Okay, the 1%. Uh, gaining technology first before the rest of us. That's some shit that all of us have been, had, done, known, been about, okay? So we know that. We've been known it. Uh, so, But this is like kind of like, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of cool shit in this article, all right? Uh, and a lot of bullshit in this article. And I'm gonna let you know about that too. Anyways, so over at Newsweek.com, these motherfuckers are telling us all about Mars and how the 1% is gonna be the only ones to go there, uh, which I tend to believe. All right. So, first off, we all know about Elon Musk, a uh, very cool name, but what you didn't know is he has a new, cool named company, too, uh, SpaceX. You, you probably knew that, actually, because uh, you guys are fucking smart as fuck. Uh, so, what you may not have known about that, though, is that Elon, our dog, uh, along with another fool named Jeff Bezos, are not so much dog. Jeff Bezos is the founder and CEO of Amazon, uh, some real slave working shit going on over there. I don't like that shit. But he also has a company called Blue Origin. Same thing. Rocket company. Private. Okay. Uh, they both are trying to take you to fucking Mars. They're trying to take me. No, they're actually not trying to take you to Mars. They're trying to take the richest fuck people to Mars. Okay. Uh, anyways, trying to take us to Mars. They're trying to take humans to Mars. Okay. Uh, if Mars is ready for us, uh, terraforming is a very cool thing. Uh, terraforming is the act of making, it's literally Terra Earth form like form. So they're trying to make uh, other planets like Earth, right? Give it an atmosphere, uh, give it water, uh, or utilize the water that's already there. Okay. So obviously, I'm very skeptical of this, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it's very possible, but I don't even know if Mars exists. Again, never been there, never touched it, okay? I've never reached out my hand and felt Mars, okay? It's never been in front of my face. Uh, so, yeah, but I'm not going to get all into that again because you guys know where I stand. Um, anyways, so the thing about this is Elon, it's already said, his plan is to sell these tickets for $500,000 each, okay? That is fucked up. That's so much money. Just to get there, you're not getting a home with that. You need your, you need a place to stay, uh, and you need like a spacesuit unless they terraform it entirely, right? Um, and yeah, you got to get like dried ice cream and astronaut food and shit, right? So I don't know. I don't plan uh, on being rich by then. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long the timeline is, but I, I highly doubt that I'll be rich, uh, that rich uh, by then. Uh, hopefully, it'd be cool. I'll take all you motherfuckers with me. So this whole thing, this whole like notion of the 1% leaving the earth, right? It's comparable to people are comparing it to the white flight, okay? In the white flight, if you don't know that, is a term that was created in the 50s, right? When the census started observing like the mass exodus of white people from places like Oakland, uh, Cleveland, Detroit, where us browns were like scaring the shit out of them, right? Um, again... Now it's like, you know, a lot more progressive than the fifties, uh, in a lot of areas, not all, and people love each other. People can get along, which is great. But yeah, in the fifties, people were noticing that all these like white people were moving from those cities to more, uh, racially homogenous areas. Okay. Basically the fucking suburbs. All right. Um, so this is where, okay. Now this is where this article took a left turn to fucking bullshit land for me. Okay. It pissed me off. So 
this article, Newsweek, those motherfuckers, were started talking about like the mass exodus of the rich people and like how we're going to look back on the Paris climate talks and that's why this happened, right? Okay, that was that's fucking annoying, all right? Like you don't know shit. Newsweek doesn't know shit. Okay. You sh- and yeah, you motherfuckers should tweet at Newsweek and be like, I did it already. Like, A, I know what you're up to because you're some fear mongering motherfuckers. And B, you don't know shit. You don't know anything. Um, I already did all that. So feel free. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that really got me was they literally talk about uh, the, like, the mass drought that is for sure going to happen. Like, okay, it could happen. Uh, it's not that far-fetched. But Newsweek is not going to fucking tell me that it is for sure, okay? Because I don't believe those motherfuckers. Uh, and they're just, it's just fear-mongering. So, like, Newsweek is talking about a huge drought, uh, an upheaval in the system, and anarchy. And they even fucking went as far to give it a timeline of, like, 40 years. So, okay, Newsweek can truly fuck off with that shit because it's just fear-mongering and you motherfuckers know that nothing pisses me off more on this planet than fear-mongering i drink a lot of coffee and when i drink coffee the first thing i start complaining about is fear-mongering i don't know why my brain gets in overdrive and i just hate it it bothers the shit out of me anyways tweet at those fools call them fear-mongers uh, i already did they suck anyways so this, this it does get back on track to cool shit um it does make a U-turn from bullshit land back to cool science land, okay? So uh, one of the cool things is that so sp- like people think that the competition between SpaceX, Elon Musk the homie, and Blue Origin, uh, Jeff Bezos the non-homie, like the, it thinks the competition between these like private rocket companies, and there's damn sure to be more of them, right, will drive down the cost. But again, it'll drive down the cost to what five hundred thousand dollars a ticket which is uh still astronomical eh you know what i'm up to right that was good okay anyways uh but another boy that's in the mix is our dog richard branson virgin galactic so it seems like when that fool is not you know kicking with mariah carey and shit uh he is trying to get to space um seems like a winner i don't really know much about the guy i mean i've read some stuff whatever Hopefully, again, all this will drive down the cost. Uh, and yeah, $500,000 sucks. I have, okay, I have said this for a long time, okay? I don't know how true it is, but uh, I'm an observer, okay? I'm an observer of information and the trend of time, okay? Uh, I'm not a big fan of time. I don't even know. I'm not even sure if it exists. Okay, but anyways, God. Uh, anyways, so I've said for a long time, the rate, the growth rate of technology... Okay, uh, and the growth rate of me and my team's band, right? So, like, they it possible to me? It seems possible to me that they could parallel with each other. And Deaf Heaven may somehow. We, it seems like we're set up pretty well to be the first band to ever play in space. Okay, uh, I mean, first metal band. Um, so that would be incredible, and I'm like really willing that to happen. I hope that it does uh, it doesn't seem that far-fetched to me right space travel is picking up uh re- oh yeah so another big thing that will drive down the cost and that blue origin and uh spacex are truly focusing on is reusable rockets reusable rockets are fucking awesome uh it's one thing that i back wholeheartedly because right now what do we do we take this like little 
uh, pod that you stick humans in and you attach that shit. It's like a pod for reentry, and you attach that shit to a giant controlled fucking rocket fueled explosion, right? Shoot those motherfuckers out in the atmosphere and they detach. And that fucking giant, gigantic container of rocket fuel just fucking goes away. It stays in space. And then those motherfuckers re-enter. They use Earth's gravity, re-enter in the atmosphere, okay? So what they're trying to do is bring back those rockets. I remember following this a long time ago, um, and I saw SpaceX do this thing where they would, like, create a giant platform that was just floating in the ocean, and uh, the fucking rocket would just come back in the atmosphere and crash, like, crazily on top of this uh, giant platform. Uh, the video I saw was at the very beginning. It was kind of comical. Uh, that shit literally just crashed on this platform and just flew off the other side into the water. But apparently, uh, Blue Origin has created a rocket that will just land vertically, right? So it comes back down just the way it took off. Uh, I'm skeptical, as always, of everything, uh, including this. But we'll see, because it seems cool as fuck, and I'm definitely hopeful. So, yeah, uh, the reusable rocket thing is wonderful. I hope it happens. Uh, but it seems just as likely to me that Donald Trump will enter the mix and fuck all of it up and totally, sh like like kick all the fucking middle class and poor people to the curb even most of the rich people because that motherfucker those all these fools are beyond rich okay so it's like it's like something we can't even fathom we literally i know the human mind does not have the capability to fathom one million let alone like these billions that these motherfuckers have right uh we have a concept of it but uh yeah if you tell me that you can literally think up of one million anything in your mind i don't believe you okay so anyways uh donald trump comes in oh i've said this before follow me all right i'll lead the uprising of the 99 percent. okay uh especially when it comes to space I'll be fucking Will Smith. Uh, no, no, no. I'll be uh, Jeff Goldblum because I like Jeff Goldblum better. He's not a fucking weirdo. He might be a weirdo, but he's cooler. All right. Uh, moving on. Over at BBC.com. Uh, the mysterious walking trees of Ecuador. Right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'll tell you what the fuck. So about 100 kilometers southeast of Ecuador's capital, Quito, right? There's a place called the Samaco Biosphere Reserve. All right? Uh, it's pretty hard to get to, from what I understand. I looked it up. It's like three-hour car ride, uh, and then this is a funny number, but anywhere from seven to fifteen hours by boat or mule or foot. All right, uh, that's a lot of leeway. Anyways, uh, it looks like a fucking beautiful place, uh, and yeah, I'm an adventurer, right? I love to be out in the fucking field, as you guys know. So yeah, seems really interesting. A uh, beautiful place. It houses nearly five hundred species of ver birds. 51 large mammals, 64 species of reptiles, 61 amphibians, which is sick as fuck because amphibians are sick, 6,000 plant species, 600 butterflies, and one tight-ass fool. That's me. Uh, no, there's probably a couple more tight-ass fools out there. Um, however, you may have guessed because you're smart as fuck and you heard what I said to you in the title, but it houses a pretty rare find. Three words. Fucking walking trees, right? Uh, that's crazy. It's very strange. I uh, know it's a kind of palm tree, okay? It's a kind of palm tree, and the process by which it walks is not as magical as it sounds. It, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. It sounds cool. Um, I would love to go see this shit, and uh, I'll bring you with me. Don't even trip. Basically, it's like really soft, moist ground everywhere, right? So it's constantly eroding. The ground is constantly shifting, and... When the soil erodes or gets too soft, the tree grows these like long new roots that will reach out and look for more solid ground. You guys have all seen that like time lapse of the jungle in like David Attenborough movies. It's fucking tight, dude. Like a tree will fall over 
And like it literally takes like a couple weeks and, and all this new shit just like moves to the sunlight. So that's basically what it is. These trees, you can if you got a picture of it, uh, again, there's a link for the article. Check it out. There's these trees. You can see it happen. Like you could you could picture it happening because these roots are like all above ground. They like go they go underneath the ground, obviously. But like then it comes up and the trunk itself seems like it starts like what, like three four feet off the ground right it's super tight so now it's not like running all over the place like hella fast like my my favorite uh trilogy of books and movies which i'm not going to get into some fucking nerd right but these trees can shockingly move up to 20 meters per year right that's super crazy so like go outside of your house look at a fucking tree right and then measure 66 feet and look over there and that you'll get the idea that's fucking crazy right um it's really cool so now uh, obviously right there's a sad part of the story you're talking about wilderness you're talking about wildlife you're talking about the jungle yeah so the wilderness is for sale right which seems strange uh but it's through this thing i looked into it really fast and obviously i'm a little disgusted but i don't i haven't looked deep deep into it which i will and i'll let you motherfuckers know about it but it seems like some sketchy shit uh it's called the agricultural reform of south america right so it's like uh so what i gathered from this is the locals that live there can cut down trees for like you know the government or whoever and fucking uh to gain ownership of the piece of land that they already live on right so gaining ownership is just probably some bullshit piece of paper that says hey man you own this even though you've already lived here thanks for all the trees you cut down right there are some conservationists that are working really hard to like fight against this save the forest which is wonderful obviously um so they're trying to buy it themselves you can buy it's pretty crazy it's cheap you can buy one hectare for less than 500 bucks right now a hectare is 10,000 square meters uh about two and a half acres all right uh, so let's fucking do this, man. I got 500 on it. Uh, I got like, I got like 100 on it. Right. So like four other fools help me out. Let's do the shit, man. We could go there whenever we want. Uh, sounds tight to me. Um, but yeah, they would also like to do some shit like, uh, sell it to a university so they can have studies and just, you know, stuff like that. Or they would promote tourism, which seems like a slippery slope to me, but tourism would definitely help in the immediate future, right? Uh, I'd probably fuck it up for the rest of the time, but whatever, you know, anything to save it right now. Um, yeah, basically, again, uh, I'm a fucking explorer. Uh, I'm a fucking field agent. Eh? Uh, and yeah, let's, uh, let's go. I'll fucking hit the spot whenever. Uh, anyways, it'd be really fucking tragic. Uh, see some shit like moving, walking trees get fucked over by deforestation, but such is the world, right? Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, let's go to Mars. Shit uh anyways very short article very yeah very interesting some walking trees if you don't like that I've said this before if you don't like walking trees raise your hand you're a clown okay cool moving on all right lastly uh you guys know how much i love ancient civilization stuff and how the more we dig into it uh we find out they're a lot more advanced than what we originally thought right and what we teach our fucking children again pyramids ropes and pulleys i don't fucking think so okay there's some other shit going on there right uh i don't got to go through all of them because i've done that before a million times i'm not going to bore you guys with that shit okay but over on populararchaeology.com okay new discoveries redefine anchor watt's history okay anchor watt uh i'm sure you've already seen it but it is the mo if you haven't look it up it's the most beautiful looking like series of temples like huge place of worship okay it's in cambodia 
And uh, I didn't even know this. It's the largest religious monument in the world ever, over 1.6 million square meters, right? Uh, and when I think of 1.6 million square meters, I know exactly what that looks like. I'm just kidding. Uh, refer to five seconds ago when I said you can't. Anyways, <clears throat> originally it was constructed as a Hindu temple, but it gradually over time shifted to a Buddhist temple in the 12th century, I think early 12th century. So, anyways, University of Sydney professor Roland Fletcher and his boy, Dr. Damien Evans, they headed this thing called the Greater Anchor Project, right? In which they use airborne laser. Boom, here we go. I got some knowledge for you. You're going to drop on it. Laser. Okay, what is a laser? Laser is an acronym, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. You probably already know this. Maybe you don't. Uh, laser stands for light amplification by stimulated emissions of radiation, right? So if you think about that, it tells you exactly what a laser is if you take a light source and you amplify that shit by using stimulated emissions of radiation, all right? Shit's cool. Uh, I hope you didn't know that because damn, you're like, fucking mind is blown right now, right? Always hear laser. Anyways, yeah, so they use that, uh, this airborne laser to scan it and like this ground penetrating radar to survey the entirety of Anchor Watt, okay? Uh, and as you probably guessed, because it's on your favorite podcast, right? They found a lot of really cool shit, okay? So first off, it was way, way bigger than they expected. Okay, real quick, this article was a little bit infuriating because they just told you like shit like that. Like it was way bigger than expected, but they don't give you numbers and that kind of pissed me off, but whatever. It's like the information is cool and you get what the concept of it. Okay. So they also said that they found a mega structure again, they don't elaborate, uh, but they found a mega structure that was 1500 by 600 meters. Okay. So that's fucking big. Uh, and, you know, again, they don't elaborate on it, so they left. Their mistake was leaving up to my brain to figure out what it was. Uh, it could be, like, you know, a ceremonial entrance to the whole of Anchor Wat. Uh, or it could be, like, a giant, like, landing platform for a UFO or something like that. Yeah, let's go with that one. I like that one better, okay? So, they also found a bunch of giant towers <clears throat> that seemed to be constructed and demolished within the time it took to build the main temples. So, they think it could have been like a temporary place of worship, um, maybe facilities that the workers could have used. Um, anyways, really interesting. They found a big system of roads and mounds leading them to believe that there was a way larger residential area which probably belonged to the workers uh and the people in charge of the upkeep of the temples uh this is different than previously thought because it was always assumed that the vast moat and walls were in, were meant to enclose the wealthy and the and the priests that resided there but it seems that that wasn't the case it seems that there was a lot like a way more diverse population there right so uh you know it's all really cool lastly they found that Anchor Wat was fortified uh, with wooden structures sometime like later in the game. All right. So it seems that they were trying to keep uh, themselves untainted by the outside influence. Uh, I know pretty close or relatively close was this uh, kingdom of Ayataya, right? Sorry if I butchered that, but it's Ayataya, which was like a super prosperous trade uh, like city in Thailand. And it was very, it was known for being very open to foreign traders. So there was a lot of villages surrounding it of foreign people, say like Indian villages, Japanese, Persian, Portuguese, Spanish, Dutch, uh, French too. So it's cool. And I'm pretty sure 
the Ayatire ruins are the ruins that they used in one of the Mortal Kombat movies, right? I saw that and I was like, oh, I've seen that before. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I fucking love Mortal Kombat. It was my introduction to like violence when I was a kid, which is not cool. But you know, when you're a kid and you see someone get socked and blood flies everywhere in a video game, you're like, this is fucking cool. Uh, that was me. So anyways, yeah, like Angkor Wat, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, Cambodia on the border of Vietnam. Um, and, you know, it's another, it's an, yet again, another uh, example of us just like projecting this like kind of low end culture into ancient like civilizations. And that's not cool because the more and more we dig, we find that they're more advanced their like skills of architecture are way beyond we thought and obviously i've said this in the past you know but like dude up until like a couple hundred years ago the pyramids were the tallest structures on earth think about that built thousands of years ago and up until not even that long ago they were taller than anything we have ever done right so again uh you know machu picchu how the fuck did they get those gigantic like megaton like rocks and things like not from that area all the way up to the top of these mountains it's a question because we couldn't even do it today and yeah it's really cool um so obviously you know it's really beautiful blah blah, blah very vast it really seems to me like they had some help from somebody or you know i'm not even gonna lower them to that it just seems to me that they had a certain knowledge of the way the world works and how they could manipulate uh, materials and their land around them to create these giant structures of worship okay and who knows what they were worshiping i don't know maybe it was someone that visited them right and uh bestowed all this knowledge on them i don't know it seems cool to me uh so i'm just gonna go with that again that's cool. That's what I like to hear. Hopefully you guys like to hear it too. So yeah, very short news segment today. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of like crazy real world, like, you know, I did the Russia and Ukraine thing and I really enjoy that shit. Okay. I really enjoy, uh, the economic downfall of Greece. Okay. I love all that shit. Um, but I also like this fun, lighthearted news, right? It's all, uh, you know, I love science. It's a, it's one of my favorite things to study and yeah, it's fun information that I'm going to pass on to you guys. And it makes me, you know, I'm one of those people that the more information I get, the more I just question everything, right? I don't know shit again. I don't know. That's like my key term in life is, uh, anchor Watt, did they like do this, this, and this? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. Mars, uh, it's super tight. It's real. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it and touched it again. Uh, not to sound like a crazy guy, but I'm a little crazy. So whatever. And I'm a guy, so it's cool. Okay. So that is the news for today. I'm super happy you guys are with me still. Um, unless you bounced and which shame on you. Okay. But so I have some more music for you and then we're going to fucking dive right in to, uh, you know, the mastermind behind profound lore. So up next musically, we got one of my favorite artists. He does a lot of amazing shit. He's not scared to reach out and do something different. It's fucking amazing. He has a lot of abrasive shit. He has a lot of fucking wonderful, peaceful shit. It's all good. Okay. It's prurient and it's off of the record frozen Niagara falls. And this is Greenpoint. Fuck with it.
Okay, so that was Purient with Greenpoint off of Frozen Niagara Falls, which is on Profound Lore, right? That was hard to say, but uh, everything we have on here is Profound Lore today. So again, Chris Bruni's the fucking man. Uh, and before we talk to Chris Bruni, okay, uh, there's just a couple things I want to tell you about. Uh, it's a little bit weird for me, but okay, first of all, what's not weird is t-shirts. I got Talkful Radio t-shirts on the way, designed by the fucking genius, wonderful Sarah Taylor from Youth Code. You guys talked to her before because she's on one of the episodes, right? Her and Ryan. So uh, she was like, send me some stuff that you want, uh, and I totally suck at that kind of shit. So I sent her a couple things. Uh, I was like not stoked on what I sent her, and then she turned around and made it the tightest shit ever. So those will be coming to you as soon as I can get the design. Um, again, it's I'm super excited. I'm I'm excited to work with Sarah too because she is amazing uh, as a friend and a human being, and she's really like hooking me and Talkful up, which in turn hooks you up, right? So uh, thank you, Sarah. You fucking rule. And dude, I swear, I saw the T-shirt design, like the first draft of it or whatever, and a tear came to my fucking eye, right? Because uh, that shit was wonderful. It was really cool. Again, it's all about friends helping each other out, and you motherfuckers too. So uh, on that note, this is where it gets a little weird, okay? But um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of podcasts do this, and I understand why, okay? So here's the thing. Uh, I talked about talkfulradio.com, right? So if you go to the bottom of that, there is a donation button, right? And so from now on, that donation button will be there. Here's the thing. I'm going to bring you Talkful once a month uh, with little intermittent bonus things, right? Mixes, bonus episodes, whatever, okay? Um, and the thing is, Talkful is, again, it's a team effort, right? And uh, I would really, really enjoy having, I don't know, better microphone, shit like that. And that shit's expensive, dude. So, you know, uh, again, it's coming at you no matter what. And uh, help is always appreciated, okay? So the cool thing about the donation thing, okay? And uh, I looked into this, and I know another podcast uh, that I really like that does this. And it's fucking genius, okay? And so the donation thing, this is what goes on with the donation thing, okay? At the end of every episode, I'm going to have a thank you section for anybody that donated in that month, okay? And the thing about that is you are A, in the podcast, but B, your name will be put in the show notes, okay? And those show notes are a sort of credits, right? So I don't have any advertisement on this podcast, right? I would like to not do that. Maybe one day I'm down to sell out, but uh, right now I'm not trying to do advertisements because I say a lot of crazy shit and a lot of advertisements are like, dude, you can't say that. I'm like, man, shut up, right? So if you donate one fucking dollar to fucking talk full, right? A, you're tight as fuck, right? But B, you are literally, and I say literally a lot, but I actually mean the definition of literally. You are literally in real life a producer of Talkful Radio, right? So you will be in the credits. You will be in the show notes. You'll be in the thank you thing at the end. Uh, if there's like a significant donation, I'm not, I'm not a clown. I'll send you a t-shirt just for fun, right? But that's what I'm saying. So the production thing is real. So if you donate any money at all to Talkful, you are a producer of Talkful, and that is cool. And the credentials will be there for you. So from now on, any resume you ever do, anything at all, you can put, oh, and by the way, I'm a producer for a podcast, right? You don't have to put Talkful, but you can. I mean, they might listen to it and think you're a little crazy, right? But they might listen to it and think you're tight as fuck, right? But you don't have to do that. You can just say, I'm a producer for a podcast. And P.S. Here's the proof of it. My fucking name is in the notes, right? My name is on the fucking episode, right? 
uh besides all that honestly i enjoy doing talk for it's fucking fun as fuck for me um it's a little stressful sometimes but hey i like that throw yourself curveball right and so yeah uh more than anything on the planet i will just fucking appreciate it and we're dogs and you're my dog i'm your dog okay so Again, any donation at all is much appreciated. If you donate one fucking dollar, you're in the notes, okay? And you're in the fucking credits at the end of the show. And I just think you're cool as fuck because it's really nice of people to help their friends, right? Um, so, yeah. Again, donation key at the bottom of the thing. Uh, fuck with it, man. That's really cool of you. So, uh, before we get into Chris Bruni's ep- uh, little interview, right, I'm going to play... A song that he picked and okay the next two songs so there's gonna be a song before and then the song to close out the episode are two things that aren't even out yet chris bruni blessed us with some unreleased material okay so next up is void spawn from the band catellist and it's off of the upcoming album le dernier crepuscule fuck with it
So since I was a kid, I've always said one thing, that in life, all you gotta do is make it happen. That's the only thing you have to do. And that's like, just make it happen. Like, fool, I wanna go to the NFL. Like, just make it happen, right? Like, oh, I wanna go to outer space. Like, dog, you just make it happen. It's all good, right? It might not always be the easiest thing to do, but in the end, no matter what, all you gotta do is make it happen, right? Our next guest, Chris Bruni, is like the dark prince of making it happen, right? I was really amazed to learn like all the fucked up puzzle pieces that fit, that he fits together to bring clowns like me a great fucking record, right? There's a lot of different strings that need to be pulled and we, all of us, are lucky to have a friend, like a, a, a non-new metal puppeteer to tell us what goes on behind the scenes, right? So please, please welcome my close dog, the sacred king of punishing riffs and my brown brother behind profound lore, Chris Bruni. All right, fucking Chris Bruni, man. What's up? How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Good. Um, awesome. Uh, a lot of people might not know this, but this is round two of me and Chris Bruni's interview because we did one for a long time ago, and I just thought it's been a long time. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, so like, fuck it, man. Let's just do a brand new one. And uh, yeah, you're amazing for being down to do a second interview. That's fucking cool as fuck. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of things have happened since. I know, right? Yeah, and that's another thing. Like you've been you're always busy as fuck and like releasing all this shit. So yeah, I kind of wanted it to be up to date and, uh, it sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, how are you? How, how's things been? I just wrapping like close, trying to close off the year. Um, just wrapping things down and then just uh, actually, well, closing off this year and just preparing for next year. Yeah. Dude, man. So yeah. It laying, never stops. Laying, dude. Never stops. Just laying everything out. Just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to be, I want to be more organized, like, I want to be more, I don't want to say organized schedule-wise, but just be aware, always aware of what's coming up, mm -hmm. uh, like, even way down the line, because I have, essentially, next year, pretty much all mapped out, release-wise. Oh, cool, damn. So, yeah, I'm trying to, tight. yeah, so, because so, there's a lot of things in the queue, and I want to try plan, I want to plan, like, even more ahead this time, and just kind of like you know have things more laid out where, I, where i'm always aware of what's going on yeah yeah i mean it's gonna be a pretty it's gonna be a busy year it seems by the looks of it so it's like holy shit this is coming up okay yeah. and then another band will be like oh, by the way we're gonna have our you know we're, we're gonna be ready for you know to record our new album for next year and stuff like that so does it seem to you like it's 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 getting busier and busier and busier for you like every year? Or is it like do you have up and down it's, years? I think I think it's consistent. I mean, this year, for example, was nowhere near as close as busy as last year. That's crazy to me, man, because like a lot of the shit you put out this year, I was like, dude, this shit is I mean the, the Crucimentum album, we talked about it right. a bunch. The fucking Pissgrave album is so sick. Like yeah. all that shit's so sick. And like what the Vol album right yeah that dude like just those alone man like, that must have been so much shit like influx of i don't know just like a lot of positive shit for you it was pretty it was it was pretty it was it was definitely steady this year um not as like last year there was there was a lot of things that were crammed and a lot of things that just you know for example it's it's like this year kind of um you know in the fall i like to kind of ease up you know october november kind of ease down on the releases and just kind of take it easy into the fall going into the winter. Whereas like, then that's what it was like this year. But then last year it was kind of like, 
like you know you had november coming out and then it's like okay the full of hell album came out oh and yeah the, and the two old man gloom albums also came out in november yeah. so i was kind of like man that was like a you know kind of like a heavy year-end you know the schedule you know schedule wise like to end the year with such you know such a busy yeah cram dude with you know cram three main three main releases yeah you know that final month so it was kind of like yeah so i try to i tend to avoid that uh i try to avoid that um and i did this year so this year was definitely much more like it was definitely much more easygoing i mean yeah the year you know and it's cool the year-end lists are coming up so it's uh it's some you know the releases are getting some um good love. year end yeah love yeah you know definitely the prurient oh yeah been, that's fucking it, dude that album's sick it's so sick. that album's yeah it's definitely a mild it's definitely a milestone turning point release for me um that's Great. been getting a lot of awesome year end love the bell and the bell witch oh um, yeah 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 that's cool that's the awesome. bell witch yeah it's um the Bostonage has been getting a lot of year end love too. Dude, I fucking love that band so much, dude. I mean, yeah, besides the a... dudes in the band, man, like I just fucking love and yeah, that album's getting so much love, dude. I noticed that too. It's it's great. Yeah, it's so finally they're getting this, you know, this rec- you know, they're getting some good recognition. And obviously, you know, the Leviathan album's <clears throat> been getting a lot of Yeah, totally. Year um, on love too. So it's cool seeing you know, it's cool seeing how, you know, all that. Yeah. One thing about the Bostonage uh the the album is amazing the band's fucking amazing obviously um yeah but another thing is like harry the drummer we've been friends with harry forever he's the coolest forever, dude yeah. ever and he he has that t-shirt thing uh never yeah. turned down again he fucking laced me with like a 95 like marilyn manson shirt that is the coolest shit ever right and i was like you're the fucking man dude and then the other thing about that band which i love and makes them partial to my heart is the owner or i mean owner the singer brian brian he has a fucking internet famous corgi and corgis are like my favorite dog on the planet dude really yeah dude he has this like corgi that is like all over instagram and it's fucking so tight dude and he like his <laughs> the corgi like runs his life and it's like in a great way you know i was like dude that's so fucking cool i want a corgi right. so bad but then, uh, it's hilarious dude and then besides all that they're in this like incredible fucking band that's yeah i was no, so it's... happy to see those guys like see that like on all those lists like all fours get that recognition because dude like they're incredible it's fucking yeah. crazy dude it's i was i was I, I, I was listening to all fours this morning actually yeah and, and yeah it's kind of like man this is you know this is pretty fucking awesome yeah 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 uh, yeah no how, how how they've done how that al- how that album came out but yeah i mean like i said like next like i think next year will be it seems like it's going to be busy it'll be more active and busier than this year that's great um yeah so i gotta just gear up and prepare for that well yeah man i'm 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 stoked because like it's pretty obvious dude that like your you your taste and shit is you know all that stuff i mean besides prurient and and all this different stuff that you put out like your taste in all music but especially like death metal for me is like very much in line with what i fuck with dude and i yeah and i love it and i can't that's a yeah i love i mean that genre is that genre is something i it's a genre i hold i guess i hold dear close to me so sick dude and i'm obsessed with like real you know real death metal and like real death metal and you know my first two releases next year are just like pure dark that's 
fucking brutal tight dude I brutal death wait, metal. yeah so, yeah you, you know what i like in death metal man like it's like uh <laughs> i mean i used to be like a super like when i was younger i was like really into like tech death metal and like all this cool shit right but now that i'm older man like i just want like punishment you know what i'm saying and like yeah pretty much dude like the especially those like last two things that you put out again like the crucial thing uh the piss grave shit like all that stuff i mean shit the dysma and like all that stuff this is like yeah. fucking punishing man and that's my favorite that's my favorite kind of shit right now yeah because i i mean yeah because it's it's punishing it's dark it's you know it's i think it's those are two important traits that you know that i think death metal should have absolutely uh, dude. you absolutely. know skillful skill, skillful playing yeah. um the production the production you know, as, as long as the production fits the vibe of the band, I mean, it doesn't have to be pristine or clean or anything like that. Yeah. But as long as it, you know, as long as it fits the vibe and the mood of the release. Um, yeah, like, I mean, so yeah, like next, yeah, the next year, the first two releases are like real, like death metal releases. That's so, so sick. We talked really about, last time we talked about production, Um, I remember I was listening back and we talked about like the importance of production and it matching right. like what you know what's you know and we talked about like the power trip record and how i love that record because of the production and you were talking That's about arthur and how yeah. fucking great arthur is and right. uh yeah since then i've met arthur and we're like he's cool as fuck he's like oh, one nice. of the greatest met, dudes. Oh, you got to meet him yeah yeah he was of... at our dallas show and he's playing guitar in or he played guitar in uh in cold world and he was so he was out in la playing yeah. some fucking breakdowns you know what i'm saying and like it was uh he's such a sick dude and yeah i was like man the work you did with you know power trip is literally so sick and then yeah you said he did the piss grave record he did the piss grave which record. is so like i avoid using the this word but it's the most brutal shit like i've listened to in so long and it's and it's the definition of punishing man and i was like dude this is sick dude I like, yeah. I like listening to that shit in like coffee shops while I'm like trying to write some stuff down and literally like through the headphones, I'll have people like looking at me like, what the fuck, dude? Right. <laughs> like, like, how it's, do you concentrate? The, what's cool about Arthur, Arthur can do any genre. Like he can mix, he can get involved in any genre and still make it sound badass. Yeah. You know, traditional metal, thrash, black metal, death metal. So like, sick. And he did the brilliant stuff. Right, he did the yeah, he did the pre. He was he played he did he produced the Purient album. Mind blowing, um, dude. Yeah, so it's his palette is pretty wide. Yeah, and he's like, and and we were talking about it. Uh, me and George and Carrie were talking about like Arthur's one of those dudes that like really because again, like I met him, you know, uh, not too long ago, and like we just broed down like right away, and he was the coolest dude, and we were like, man, he's one of those fools that has all this crazy like accomplishments. And that are legitimately tight as fuck, and like just a yeah. nice, nice dude. Like he's no, a nice dude. Yeah, yeah, total nice dude. Not a fucking dick in any way. Not pretentious. Just like cool as fuck. And I was like, man, you're kind of killing. You're like killing the game right now, dude. He's do. I think he's recording the new Inquisition right now. Sick. In some really fancy studio in Seattle. Damn, that's tight, dude. So it's, he po he posted a photo and I think an Instagram photo just the other day of all like. I think that's where like Allison Chains record. Whoa! Because they had all I, I don't know something like they had all like the Allison Chains record, the gold records. Yeah, I fucking oh, love that band, dude. That was like yeah. some shit from when I was a child, dude. I was like, oh, this is one of my favorite I, bands ever. Dirt, dirt, dirt is such a classic. Absolutely, album. absolutely. Like, I mean, that's just like 
yeah, I mean, I still love that album to this day. So, um, um yeah, man, me too. I fucking, I still pop on some Alice in Chains every once in a while, like when I'm just feeling nostalgic, dude. Nostalgic, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, all right, yeah. So I got a couple easy questions for you, and um, honestly, you're one of the first. You're, I think, you are the first, uh, like, m- like mind behind the record label. You know. Uh, oh, okay, right. That I've had on the show, and like for me, um, you know, there's a bunch of labels out there. Whatever. Uh, a, you like line up with exactly what I fucking like, and like me and all my friends and shit. And B, there's a lot of stuff. Like I think about it, like you know, and and I don't really know that much of like what the process is and what goes on. So yeah, right. I have some like, and I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are just like, uh, they're, you know, they think of record labels and they think of rosters and they don't really think about like all the shit that goes into it, you know? Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my first, my first off, the, like right off top, like my first question is like, how did all this like profound lore is this, is this like forced today, but like, how did it all get started? Like, you know, what's the history behind it? Um, it was just, like I had a few partners, you know, who kind of, kind of went in, kind of, we all went in together on this thing. Um, it was just like me and my, me and a former partner had connections already in the scene. Like we knew bands and labels Mm -hmm. and, um, like I, I didn't have much going, uh, at the time I was, you know, I was still thinking of going back to school to do post-grad work. Mm-hmm. I was just working a shitty job at Blockbuster Video at the video store, yeah, yeah, uh, in the neighborhood, and there was not not much else going on. Like I didn't really have much of a career going. That's why I was contemplating going back to you know I was going back to school. What did you What did you uh, What did you go to school for? I my undergrad was in film studies. Oh, okay, okay, damn. And I did, cool. and I was working. I was doing. I was working with the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, for wow. a little bit, not full time or anything, but just you know, a few times a week, helping out with an affiliate. Um, that was fun to be in that kind of to be in that kind of world. But nothing really came after you know, nothing really came of that in the long run. Yeah, which I hoped something would because I was you know I was there few times a week i was pretty dedicated with them um so and then yeah i said i was working you know part part-time you know i had a part-time job at the video store and it was just kind of like i had you know i had money saved up mm-hmm. um so me and the, my former partner start you know wanted to release you know we, we had our connections and at the time you know we want you know i you know we were, you know, we were collecting vinyl back then in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it was cool. Yeah, it was just something to do as a, you know, it was something to do as a side hobby thing. Um, just release like limited edition vinyl from, you know, bands we knew, bands we knew and other labels even offered to license, you know, labels we knew offered to license stuff to us. Like, Damn, that's sick. Vinyl. Yeah, yeah. It was like, so this is like before, obviously, the vinyl boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really exploded, right? Yeah, this totally. Is when, this is when people, you know, people would, would tell me that uh, vinyl is dead. I don't know why you're, <laughs> dude. And now you can just fucking laugh last. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now and yeah. Now it's you know now it's the thing. But it slowly just built up from there, and then um, there was there was never like a plan to make it like to be for it to be this way. Especially when I when I you know when I started running doing it on my own, 
Um, yeah. You know, my, my focus was go- going back to school, doing the label as a side hobby thing, going back to school um, to kind of get this, you know, get up, do some post-grad work, get a, get a, um, get a degree mm-hmm. and you know, do post-grad and then, you know, get a job in that field. It was in the com- public relations communications. Okay. So I wanted to combine everything, like all my, all my experiences, um, from what I had been doing and just combining them into somehow forming some sort of career in the, in that field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, like I was, I was, I was in school doing that and then the late, you know, stuff slowly started to pick up with a label. You know, I got excited about doing more things, trying more things. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, I wanted to keep that going. So, you know, things started going there. And then, and then I, you know, after school, after I finished school, it was a one year program. It was, uh, you know, it was time to find a job. I didn't really have much luck looking. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty brutal, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like all my classmates ended up getting jobs and were getting jobs and I was just like trying to do my networking and all that. And then it'd been so long, like since I had graduated school that it got to the point where like these organizations, you know, want to, these organizations want to, want to hire people who are just fresh out of school. Totally. Right. Yeah. So this is like, you know, two years after I graduated, like I still couldn't find anything. So it was just like, I mean, that was that there was that point where I just kind of, you know, kind of passed that certain point where it's just like, okay, you know, it's kind of, you know, after a certain amount of time, some of these organize, you know, these organizations you apply to, you know, you've been too long out of school. So it's kind of like that window has expired, so to speak. Yeah, totally. The, or the window is shut, shut. But during, you know, during all that time, the label slowly started growing. You know, I was, I was trying new things, experimenting, um, and like evolving. Yeah, you know, which is great. It's like yeah, evolving. But it has like, to happen. Still, I was like, in, you know, the label is in so much debt. Um, I, you know, I had to sell like a lot of my, you know, half, you know, to pay some bills, uh, uh, manufacturing bills. I had to, you know, sell you know, like half my vinyl collection. Yeah, <laughs> so I had to do, so, you know, stuff like that, just kind of, and then, you know, there was, it was hard kind of just building it. You know, it was you like, especially being financially stable. I mean, that point near the beginning, it was just kind of like, I think my, like the one, one time the, the label account was like negative or oh, something or something like that with a bank. And it was just kind of like, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was tough, but, um, that's how you know. That's how things built. You know, build absolutely. Up. Dude, the parallels, like everything you're saying, and like everything that like I went through, and like a lot of my friends and bandmates. Yeah, it's parallel is it's parallel, parallel. dude. Yeah, it's, it's exactly, the exact yeah. same. Like, like we started. I mean, me personally, I started doing music with the idea of like I'm always like, okay, I'm deciding to do this. I'm gonna dedicate yeah. <laughs> like all my time to it, and I'm gonna be broke forever. And this is like you know, I'm just gonna. I just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then fucking didn't expect anything out of it. And then, you know, one day your hobby just like randomly turns into like your job, like your career, you know? Career, right. Yeah. And I got like, I, I found it like, you know, when I couldn't find, when I couldn't find work in school, like, you know, work in the field that I just graduated in, it got to the point where I actually 
I did something like I went back to working for Blockbuster at the video store. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like that's something I swore I would never do again, but that, you know, I had no choice. It was pretty brutal. Like my best friend was, he was managing another store. So I was just like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to make stipulations too and everything like, or did my best (laughs) to do that. But I ended up going back and then hacking that out a bit. And then, you know, and then I got. Then I got like kind of like a regular day job mm-hmm. at this company. Um, there's a uh, which was owned by a guy I knew, an older guy I knew. Him and his brother-in-law owned this. Um, it was like a box distribution company, mm-hmm. corrugated industry. So it was kind of like I sucked it up there. That <laughs> that was pretty fucking depressing. Oh yeah, dude. Working I actually back. I've done the same thing. I worked at a cardboard company before too. When I was like, really oh no way. Yeah, it was called like. Yeah corrugated like cardboard <laughs> company or some shit like that it was like triple c and i remember being like this is the darkest shit i've done in so long i remember yeah because i remember like the com- the company that company i was working for they actually owned two companies and one company is where they actually um one okay the one main company was distributing boxes mm-hmm. and corrugated to clients and customers and then there are other company was where they actually manufacture stuff like partitions mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. boxes and stuff like that so you know it, they had it was a, it was kind of like a, a, a small little manufacturing uh thing and i were i remember we're at this manufacturing thing it was you know it was a small crew working there it wasn't like a big thing but i remember like i my last stint with the company was at the manufacturing that their little manufacturing plant and i tell you man it was kind of like it was so depressing. Yeah. At this place, it was so dark. And it was just like, I mean, it made like a funeral home exciting and yeah. vibrant. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So, but as when I, when I was there, when I was doing, when I was there at this, at this job, I was like, okay, like stuff's really started picking up with the label. Mm-hmm. You know, I got opportunities to work, you know, to work with new bands and stuff, stuff really picked up. Uh, again, I was still experimenting with releases and stuff like that. And then, and then, yeah, just like, you know, certain turning points hit. And then it was just like, holy shit, this is really, I think I can see, attempt to do this, you know, without, having to depend on another job yeah and Such whatnot fucking wonderful that realization man it's just like oh man this is surreal as fuck and like it's and wonderful yeah and then because it was weird because while i was while i was you know my two years at this job with this box cardboard co- box company there was a time where i was off for like a month or so because i got into a fight with uh with the owner mm-hmm. uh the guy i knew like this friend of mine he like he he, he had no people managing skills yeah yeah so <laughs> I, I got into a fight and i quit on the spot and i was gone i was gone for like a month and that month i was gone i was like holy shit i need a job here i'm get. i have no fucking money i was still i, I was i was obviously working the label but <laughs> there was no steady income for that that month and i was just like man this is fucked up. this is fucked up so then he called me back apologized blah 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 so i went back mm-hmm. uh that that was for a stint and then um yeah i figured then when i realized i think i could pull this off 
full time that can just get by. Um, I, I realized, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to move away. I want to move somewhere new. Yeah. New city. I had to get out of the, the greater Toronto area was just eating away at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I saw if I can, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to move. I'm going to, you know, move away, get an apartment. See, you know, I just want to make sure I can just get by, yeah. pay the rent. I figure if I can just pay the rent, food, some money for a bit of pleasure, I guess, hang out. If I can pull that off, that's that'd be good. Did you so ever... to... No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I, and I wanted to see if I can do this for a year. I want to see. Let me see if I can pull this off for a year. Oh, that's so cool. Can... So you like had this little plan, like a little I had a little plan. Thing. Well, a little thing. I'm like, let me see if I can pull this off for a year. So I moved <clears throat> and I figured, okay, you know what? Maybe I should find, I should still find a, you know, a part-time job in mm-hmm. town. Like I moved a little further from outside the city, the main city where I live in now. Mm-hmm. So it was like a small little town in the middle of nowhere kind of like 20 minutes west of where I live now. Mm-hmm. Really small, small town and um, in, the, in like the country. And um, I figure, you know, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I thought to myself, well, maybe I'll get a part-time job just on the side, just to be on the safe side, mm-hmm. just wherever. And then I kind of, you know, I, when I couldn't find really anything, anything there, it was just kind of, it was just kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I think I'm going to see if I can just, pull this off totally for the for the year and uh yeah somehow it worked it out grew, it grew even more yeah it worked out <laughs> so it worked out for that first year after you planned to do yeah 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 oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, that first year worked out i was like okay i'm getting i'm getting by without you know i'm getting by and it's not really that much of a, you know i wasn't you know i was still struggling but it wasn't like i don't think there was any panic mode yeah well yeah that's I, that's I just, wonderful I just, yeah, so I just like you know I just figure I'll take it month by month and see how it goes and yeah and it just started to build from there even more. That's cool. So yeah, it was like a, it was a pretty gradual. It was a gradual climb mm-hmm. uh, and progression with it, but it was natural too. Nothing, nothing was forced or anything. It wasn't like that's okay. great. That's like I feel like that's when things work out. You know, what I'm things saying? work out yeah, naturally yeah. and naturally done. Did you ever was, have? I, I always wonder this with other people. Because, again, it's, like, pretty parallel to what I went through. Yeah. And a lot of my friends. But, like, so I had this really weird thing happen to me when, like, because I was in punk bands forever. I was yeah. in, like, post-metal band. And, like, nobody gives a fuck about any of that shit. You know? I mean, they do, but they don't, you know? So, like, right. I was in the, all these bands for years, um, sleeping on floors all the time. Like, just, just, like, but I was having all this fun, and it was great. And then when I first started, like, Oh, like I can actually start like paying my rent off this, you know, like I'm not like balling, but I can live off this and like my time means a lot to me. So I would rather, you know, kind of be broke and be able to pay rent than like be working and, and, and that way I can be creative and have all these other right. debitors like, like this fucking podcast, but some really weird, unexpected things started happening where like the, the more I was able to like support myself off of like my art or in, in. I started getting this like weird anxiety, like, okay, so like, this is cool, but now I'm locked into music and like, this could all end tomorrow. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. No. Did you ever feel like that? Like, like it was like yeah, a source I, of anxiety I, I, for me. I do. I think of it like, like, what would I do? Like, you know, if, if this thing ended, like I would think to myself, like, 
you know, I'd have an idea what I would want to do, mm-hmm. or like interests I want to I want to do, but it's like, dude, I don't know how to apply for jobs now. Yeah, seriously, I don't. I, I, don't wanna, I, I, I wouldn't know how to do a proper fucking resume. Yeah, me neither, man. That's <laughs> what I'm like saying. When, it's like you know, a buddy of mine, a close friend of mine here. He was, you know, he was looking for a job. Um, he was looking for a job. He was kind of miserable at his at his job, and he was looking for another. He's applying another one. And I'd be like, dude, you'd tell me about it. And I'd be like, dude. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To find jobs. I'm like the guy who never found a real job. Yeah, you yeah, same. Who could never apply? You know, who had, you know, so I wouldn't like I wouldn't know, and I I don't know if I'd like if, to work for another company. It, it has to be something I really really like, or be in an environment that I really really like yeah. to work for someone else. Um, so because it's been so long now, it's kind of like I. I wouldn't know how to how to adapt. Yeah. I mean, if I went back to just say if I had to go back to school for something, I think that'd be pretty cool. That's how um, I feel. I want to do that. Yeah, shit too. I mean, I mean, I'd be into it, but it's 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 kind of like, yeah, no, I, I no, I do think about it. What what if? But it would be, yeah, like I said, I I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how to apply for <laughs> for jobs. I don't know. Seriously, man. How to do? I don't know how to do a. I don't know how to do a proper fucking resume. Resume. And even if I did, man, like, like if if this all ended for me, I like people would be like, "What the fuck have you done for the past like six, seven, eight years of your life?" And I'd be like, "Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I raged a lot. I played a bunch of shows, and fucking that's you about it. You know, tra- you try. Well, you traveled the world. You yeah, saw. definitely, you definitely. I'm just yeah. It's just it, it was it was weird because it was really unexpected. You know what I'm saying? I was like. Like for me, in my mind, I was like, man, one day if I if I ever, which I didn't expect, but if I can ever like support myself off music, like that'll be the greatest thing on the planet. Like, what the fuck will I have to worry about, you know? And then it starts happening. You're just like, dude, I'm a fucking wreck right now. Like, dude, especially before, like, dude, the time going up to the release of New Bermuda, right. I was like, dude, I would. I think all of us were like. I was really, I felt really good about the record and like enjoyed the process and enjoyed how they came out. But I was yeah. literally every day, man. I was like, if this, if people don't like this record, like we're done. Like we could be done at any moment. You know what I'm saying? And it was right. like a really scary fucking feeling, dude. And and, and really, yeah, it, yeah. It's 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 just this like, you know, it, I don't know, man. It was just something. It was really unexpected. Like, and now you know, I feel a lot better. I'm like, you know, more more relaxed about everything and shit but dude that was one of the most stressful stressful times in my life like absolutely yeah. man. no I, I i do think of certain things you know that that do kind of stress me out a little bit and i think you know i think about stuff you know every day whether it's a certain release if it, it will do well if people will like it if i can get by if i can get by if i can get by doing it mm-hmm. um there's a few there's a few releases like that you know like that that kind of or in your mind, obviously there's stuff release. the releases that you're confident in too. That yeah. you're going to be like, fuck, it's gonna, this is going to crush and just, you know, destroy. But yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I do have, I do, there's, you know, some releases and certain things where you do have a bit of anxiety over certain, certain things that kind of surround certain releases that you're like, okay, I want to pull this off without a hitch. Yeah. So yeah, that's there's, actually, no, yeah, that's a, I, you know, again, parallel to a lot of stuff that, you know, artists and, and me, myself and my team, like we all go through the same shit. That's actually a really good, like, trend, like my next question for you kind mm-hmm. of plays off of that. Cause it was like, 
like you know you, you talked about Purian earlier and like this last Purian album but for like looking back was there any like certain releases like throughout your your you know your label history like that like you know means a lot to you but also that you would look at as like a turning point for like profound lore altogether yeah definitely well th yeah definitely i mean this year was definitely the purring it was definitely the purring album mm -hmm. um for me i think the year before that i mean definitely like uh, the grave miasma album oh yeah yeah that's that was sick. i think a turning point because that that just embodies everything totally you know in death metal metal everything you know just aesthetically mm -hmm. pretty much everything i like and kind of like really dark heavy brutal music so you know that's uh, that was a turning point release for me um you know the first yob album i released yeah that's fucking yeah man those that was we just played with that man and there's that's right yeah those fucking guys man they're so wonderful dude pretty crushing stuff oh live. dude live i was just like i mean I, I i love that band and i kept missing them for whatever reason i kept missing them like when they played sf uh, yeah when i lived there and like i just kept missing them and i was like fucking finally dude so i just soaked it all in and i was like this fucking band dude oh my god yeah it's, it's incredible i was so pretty, stoked to finally see them it's pretty transcendent yeah um, dude, yeah so definitely like the yob's great cessation is a definitely turning point album that's awesome um, what else uh you know the agaloc marrow the spirit oh totally point. yeah because that was like the first like real big seller um and you know it's such a you know it's a triumphant album as well too yeah, yeah it's all, awesome. you, know, all, you know the last paul bear album foundations of burden god damn i fucking love so, that album so much and like so. if i didn't know those fools like i already like before i knew them i was like yeah you know and then and then i knew him and i was just like god dude you guys are it's like that's one of those bands for me dude that's one of those bands and like in the history like in my life when i like when i'm like fucking 70 and i'm like thinking about like like what i did it's like it'll be that paul bearer tour because that was yeah. just like so <laughs> like the tightest tour uh the craziest tour for sure craziest tour, like yeah. uh, i'm lucky we, we got out of that alive dude <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man i love this those are like after that tour i was like dude you were i mean that's one of those rare moments where you're just like dude we're dogs forever man like you yeah. you guys we went through some shit you know like and it was wonderful so yeah that found like yeah i was foundations of burden was like a huge you know milestone milestone album not mm -hmm. only for the label but for i think doom metal in general yeah i agree yeah, man for I totally agree. and for for american me american metal mm -hmm. so they're working on yeah they're working on the new one right now so yeah yeah building up ideas and i'm sure it's gonna be you know it's gonna you know the goal is for this to be their man their next lp to be their master of puppets yep, so. the master of puppets <laughs> yep that's fucking sick and yeah and like honestly man there's so there, there's so few people, like few people, I feel like this about, but like th those motherfuckers do. Like, I just like, I don't worry about it. I'm like, man, I can't wait to hear the record because it's gonna fucking slap, like for sure. You know, they're just so yeah. good at what they do, dude. They're so good at what they do. They take it seriously. Uh, they're riff machines, dude. They're fucking riff machines, dude. They have they have like a lot of ideas for, like in the vaults yeah. for it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna, there's gonna be. They have a lot to you know they have a lot to work from and it should be interesting to see how it comes out i'm so. i can't wait for that shit man oh my yeah. god um, yeah i would love 
more than anything to go on tour with that band again. Someday. Yes, we've got to make it happen again. Yeah, yeah, I just hope it's possible, dude. Because like those dudes are about to like, I don't know, man. That's one of those bands for me. I think those fools will have like the longevity that like they deserve. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. they're gonna be, they're gonna be around forever, and they fucking better be because I want to listen to them forever. But yeah, yeah, they're fucking great, man. I like saw them not too long ago. I saw Joe when I was in New York. Um, he's nice. one of my favorite people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I love those dudes. They're like partial to like my my life, dude. They're great. Yeah. Um so like when it comes to all these like releases, you know, like what so how involved are you when when it comes to a lot of the releases you do? Is like or do you have like do you have do you have your fingers in like the artwork? Do you like the the process, like the recording process, all that? Or are you like a kickback guy or like I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I ride along, I ride along with them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll ask me for artwork suggestions, um, That's cool. stuff like that. They, you know, stu- you know, stuff like, you know, studio stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm merely like, I don't get in, too involved in the creative process. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, I, I just sit along for the ride and just kind of, uh, see, see how it goes. You know, you try, you know, a lot of the time, you know, you trust these guys yeah. quite a bit. So, um, you know, I do make the, you know, I do make the odd suggestion, you know, when they, you know, when I'll get a mix back from the studio and, and they'll, they'll say, Hey, how does this sound? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that sounds cool. This or that. And then I, you know, I'll give a bit of an opinion. So, um, I'm not too over controlling though. Um, I'm lucky enough that I get to work, you know, that I, tr- I, I work, you know, I trust, I trust the bands and artists I work with quite a bit totally you know to come up with the music cool artwork etc like all you know everything to make the complete package so mm-hmm. it's been no it's been good it's been no it's been all right um i guess i've never really been too it's weird because i've never really been too too hard on a band mm-hmm. on for something not yet anyways yeah maybe, <laughs> yeah maybe i'm just too nice or whatever i don't know but well, i mean it's working i mean whatever it's whatever working yeah whatever. it works whatever you know yeah that's right it's working but yeah it's no it's a it's i want to i like you know it's good to be there with you know during the process um sometimes i'll get like a lot of like for example like the last paul bear album you know i was hearing you know i, I would hear demos obviously like from way back and then I would hear stuff, you know, studio mixes mm-hmm. um, during the process. So I was hearing a lot of that, the process of how that was going down, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, I, you know, I was really familiar with it. And then it got to the point where when they went to master it, all I said was, just let me hear Let me hear the final master when it's 110%. Yeah, done. When you guys are done, yeah. you know, I've, I just want to hear it, you know, instead of hearing different drafts of mastering and all that yeah because dude once you fall into that like nitpicking like hole there's always something that can be fucking changed and like altered and And i want it to be free you know i I wanted that to be you know a fresh experience yeah totally. um, once it was all done and uh so it's different it's different for every band sometimes you know you know a lot of times usually i'll hear it before it's mastered yeah i'll hear an album before it's mastered and sometimes i'll be like well yeah we got to really depend on the mastering to really make this complete and sometimes i'll be like well there's not going to be much mastering needed it already has a a killer mix yeah um so so yeah no it's 
That's great, it's, dude. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to see how each band goes through the process of, you know, creating their album. Their album. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I'll just hear stuff like from like the first, you know, I'll just hear it once the final master is done. So I, you know, sometimes I have no, I have no idea what something will sound like. That's that fucking ha- cool. That happens on occasion. That was that's like with James of Alter of Plagues. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's how he. That's how he kind of like I. Obviously, I trust. I've always trust James to come up with something really killer. Mm-hmm. So he would never let me hear anything in progress. Wow. I would always hear. I would hear the final master, and that's when I first would hear. Um, you know the Alter of Plagues, the Alter of Plagues album. Interesting. Yeah, so I mean that's how that's how he works, for example. So that's great. I mean, um, it's it's crazy. Do you have like uh, do you have like certain other like certain other people that you like to work with, like visual artists? Do you have like a, a team with like a crew of those fools that you like to work with, and like producers I, and stuff? Like I that? have. Well, I have. I have. Um, like I have a graphics guy who does layout stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if a band can't come up with. You know who, who's gonna lay out our album? I'll just have my guy do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know, I have I have him. You know, he's worked with me. My graphics guys worked with me ever since the label's inception, pretty much. Yeah, that's so cool. So, it's like you're you you have an ear for the music, but you're also you're like this like you're like this glue that like takes all these other pieces and like puts them together, put and then the end there's a fucking record out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's ma- certain mastering people I like working with, but I always like trying something different. Like in mastering, for example, I always want to try something. You know, it's I have certain regular people I go to, but it's always cool to try something new for for a certain thing. Totally, totally. You know, and then like I work, you know, I've worked with some pretty, pretty reputable producers and engineers over the time. So that's always been that's always cool. Yeah, I bet. Man. To have you know, so. So it's, it's, that's, you know, yeah, that working with like a, a legendary producer engineer or someone like really well respected in that field, that's always a cool accomplishment. Like, yeah, I bet that's awesome. I had so and so, you know, engineer this record I put out. Yeah. So stuff like that, stuff like that is cool. But I like to keep options, a lot of options open when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. In general. So. What are some, like, so what are some things that, like, people might not, like, again, like, I'm not totally familiar with the experience of, of putting right. out records and stuff. What are some, like, little things here and there that maybe some people, like, don't realize that you do? Like, is there any things, like, that just people don't ever think about, you know? Well, because I, you know, I run the label essentially on my own. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of, you know, I do a lot of stuff. I you know I do all pretty much everything. So, like, um, all the fucking marketing and shit like that that like um, yeah I, like i have you know i work with publicists mm-hmm. you know you know i'm working more and more with publicists these days yeah next year you know i'm gonna have you know i'm gonna probably have the most you know releases where i'll have publicists working with me that's cool yeah it's cool so i'm you know i you know so i'll have i'll have that sometimes and um, I don't know. Like I do like some of the, there's some stuff where I, I just do the publicity myself. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, do you ever uh, find it hard to like, cause again, like you, this is your shit. You started mm-hmm. it. Do you ever find it hard to like relinquish some control and like, let, you know, say let the publicist start doing their job. Does it? Yeah, no, you? you're right. I, I do because I want, I still want stuff done in a specific way. Yeah. 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 
so to speak. And I, you know, when I talk with a publicist or someone or anyone about marketing, it's kind of like, I, you know, I always have, I know what I want. Totally. You know, this is where, this is where you got to hit up. This is where we have to do it. Um, so I, I do have that clear kind of vision in my head. Yeah, totally. I, I kind of run it by them and let them, let them do it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's, I mean, obviously having a publicist do that, do that work for you. It takes that workload off your shoulders. Yeah, totally. But, but, but communicating to the publicist to, you know, that's, you know, that's work in itself. Too. It's a whole nother. Yeah. It's a whole nother. That's thing a whole, yeah. yeah. So that, that's working itself where, you know, you have to kind of, kind of make that plan with them. Yeah. I and mean, that's a whole, that's a whole other job in itself. Right. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm trying to think what, what do I do that people don't realize what I do? I mean, I mean, you did, you said a lot of the shit that like, I didn't even realize you do, you know, like, like hook up musician with artist and like hook up, you know, musician with producer. A lot of people, you know, just think that it's like, yeah, if they're, if they're, if they're, if they're in a bond, you know, if they're, you know, if, if we're brainstorming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about certain things like, you know, for the next Paul Bear album, we're brainstorming right now where they're going to record it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Cool. What should we try recording? It's that, that, like, you know, that, that's fun. That's kind of cool. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's do this. And then some bands, you know, some bands I got coming out next year. I figure I tell them, listen, just, you know, track your album here and we're going to get, I'm going to get, you know, someone like Arthur to mix it. Yeah. Awesome. Or stuff like that. That's kind of fun. That, you know, that kind of brainstorming. Um, so, so yeah, there is a lot of that, which is, which is cool to do. Yeah. That's um, great. dude. Um, so one question I like to ask a lot of people because it's very relevant to me. Um, it's yeah. Like, so you're so busy, dude. You have like all these different bands you're working with. Like I can only imagine like your inbox and your fucking and and all the different strings you have to pull simultaneously for all this shit to happen. So like, right. what do you do when, when you're like, you know what, man? Like I just need to not. What do you do to like gather yourself mentally and like like all right, I need oh. to not think about this shit for a minute and and just <laughs> like just gather myself and, and you know what I. Because I work, you know, I have a pretty flex. I work from home, and I got a pretty flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of lay out. You know, I have this. I have this flexible schedule where I have like the whole day to like lay stuff out. Mm-hmm. So it kind of that kind of eases, you know, helps ease it up a bit. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a weird thing. Like it's weird. I go I go to bed really early too. Yeah, like earlier than more. You know, and I sleep. You know, I, I get up really early. I get up early, but I sleep for, you know, I sleep for a good while too. So, um, like I try to find certain escapes as well too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, some things I can't, you know, some things when I have to work on certain things where I have to have a lot of, atten- you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of attention. Sometimes working from home, you know, it gets too relaxed and too distracting Mm-hmm. so i'll have you know i'll go somewhere else to work on you know if i got to do accounting for example accounting takes a lot of time yeah i do it you know when sales statements come in and whatnot so you know, something like that i gotta go i go somewhere else totally i understand that like, totally co- coffee now. coffee coffee shop or whatever just kind of yeah i'm the same way i do that get shit a, too. get a certain task done um because you know it won't get it won't get done at home 
but um but yeah it's it's an it's a pretty even balance that i've managed it's a pretty even balance i think i've always had this ethic work ethic i guess even when i was in school right when i was in school last we had a heavy work schedule right Mm -hmm. but i just i got through it it wasn't like holy shit i gotta get all this shit done i wasn't you know i wasn't really panicking I never even had like a calendar where it was just like, okay, I need this is done on this date, this is done on this date, this needs to be done on this date, the due date for this project or assignment is this date. I never had that written down. Maybe I did, just so you know. A lot yes. of that was, a lot of that was just in my head. Like I had, I lay everything out, and I just had this inherent work ethic that kind of like got through me. You know, that got that got me through school. That's fucking great. What I you know to do all my assignments and everything. So I had everything back. I guess it was a, it's a natural inherent thing uh, thing that I have. So yeah, yeah. that that's how I that you know that's how I essentially am. That's know, sick, dude. That's like you're like a you're like an organizational fucking superhuman, dude. Like people people come <laughs> to my house and they like go in my room and they're like, dude, who the fuck uses post its still? And like I have literally post its everywhere. Oh, I have- Everywhere. Yeah, I have pads, you know, pads. Yeah. Chicken, chicken scratch written all over it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, same, um, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I'd like to think it's organized, you know, it's organized. Um, I'm very, like, when I communicate with people, I'm very, very specific. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very transparent. That's cool. You know, so I guess it must be, maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, you know, I'm very, you know, I like to lay things out very specifically um so it's just yeah it's like an inherent work ethic i guess that that i've adapted that i've kind of adapted through school that i use now in um you know with work and and everything so so you know uh just for like the fun of everything like is there and you don't have to obviously like you don't have to name any names but has there ever have you ever gone through any like really like shitty experiences with this like worked with someone or worked with a band that you're just like dude uh this just isn't fucking working or like like or you had to like put your foot down and be like fucking listen to me you know is there anything like that that you can think of i mean there's there's certain situations like that of course mm-hmm. um where you have to kind of like tell it how it is and kind of explain yeah. it to yeah. certain band. yeah i mean it's something Nothing too too major. I mean, yeah, like I've you know, there've been some releases I've put out that have, people have questioned, you know. The Lord, you know, that last Lord Mantis album was oof, that was quite a tri- that was quite a trip to get through. Really? <laughs> Fuck. So, you know, it's just certain things where you got to put things in perspective. That that does that's happened, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it happens that, in everything, right? man. I never scolded anyone or any or really, but I sometimes I had to like you know you got to lay the law down to be yeah, like okay, totally here this is how it is this is why, um you know it did no it, it it does it does happen totally yeah yeah I'm nothing sure. but but I mean it's like it's usually like just typical stuff mm-hmm. like just stuff that's I don't know not, not I don't say I don't want to say that's not a big you know, not a big deal, but you know, stuff that needs to be kind of reiterated more of like a hiccup than like a world shattering. Like, you know, you're fucking up, you know, just like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, yeah. 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 Like that. But I mean, sometimes you gotta be like, 
know, you got to be attentive to some, you know, attentive to, attentive to some things as well too. Like you mentioned earlier on, like, you know, certain anxieties, um, we talked about where we talked about certain anxieties about doing, you know, doing the label. And I mentioned, yeah, there's certain releases that, you know, you kind of a little worried about, mm-hmm. um, and how they'll, on how they'll, they'll go down. So yeah, just, yeah, stuff, just stuff like that. Totally. Um, totally. yeah, yeah. You have to maintain, you have to maintain some, there has to be some sort of quality control totally especially when it's it's, like your thing you know it's much and and you know what as much as i don't like to use the word you know use the word compromise in the vocabulary of doing this sometimes you have to yeah i mean you have to come you have to come to a you know compromise or a consensus of sorts to make something to make it work and that shit can be so hard dude i fucking i totally understand all that man yeah so yeah i like i actually yeah i started i like i've been in nothing but like bands my entire life you know and right so like yeah it's all deaf heaven has like a really rare dynamic where it's like everybody appreciates everybody and like everybody appreciates everybody's skill and like like it's really rare like i don't even know if i can remember when someone's brought a riff to the table and someone's been like no that's not you know but I've been in nothing but bands my whole life. So I know what compromise is for sure. Uh, and dude, so I really did like a you and I was like, you know what, man, I want my own project. I'm going to start a solo thing. It's just me. And I was like doing this electronic project. And literally I was like, yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Like if I don't like this, it's like all a, it's all on me and B, I right. can just change anything I want. And everything is specifically how I want it. And there's no debating with anybody there's no like worrying at all. And like I was, you know, when I was playing my last show, I was like looking down at my gear and I was like, man, if I fuck up, like I can just fix it because I'm the only one here. You only one here. Yeah. And it's great yeah. feeling, dude. It's a fucking great feeling. So, yeah. yeah, And, and that's uh, that, like doing this without, you know, without any partners or anything like that. It's like you always have the final say on who you want to work with. Yeah. That's so cool. That. Um, so, I mean. I mean, yeah, no, I know, I know, I totally know what you mean. And then it's kind of like, if I'm the kind of guy, but you know, if I fuck up, I'll admit it. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, it's and it's just like, um, I said, I'm like, I'm very transparent and specific with with people, and yeah, that's awesome. Um, man. Yeah, you got to just make sure everything is, you know, so nothing is, you know, make sure everything is transparent um, in all your dealings and have everything out on the table just to kind of assess the situation. And sometimes if you have to compromise, you know, you have to come to some sort of consensus about it. Yeah. And it's usually you, you hope it's for the better. So totally, totally. Um, is there any like, like other ventures that you want to get into in the future? Do you ever like think about reaching out to like different, like, you know, or expanding your, you know, like what kind of music you put out or anything else, even something outside of music or like where, you know, where do you see like profound lore in the future as far as like stuff like that? I'd like to, you know, it's, if you know, it'd be cool if to try opportunities, you know, opportunities, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I do have, I mean, sometimes they're, you know, I don't know how realistic they are, but (laughs) to kind of get into movies or some shit like that. Yeah. That's sick. That'd be kind of cool to get involved somehow in that scene totally. or some, you know, with, with movies or something like that. I mean, 
I think I think that would be pretty cool. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, or something. I don't know. It's that's inter- Yeah, like it's interesting to think about stuff like that. Like any other side ventures for the label. I mean, I was you know really I always like to release something different music wise. Yeah, totally. Every year something like different. So that's one of my favorite things about you know about profound lore, but like about a lot of other labels is like when people it's it's a it's a cool thing when people know what they want to do and know what they want to put out and put out a certain thing but it's also cool it's cooler i think when people like just don't have this one specific thing and they just like you can tell that someone is behind it that just has like a general good taste in like you know what they like and like and 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 stick to just what they like and it's not and is not scared to like go out and venture and do like a Purian album you know what i'm saying which is right like, i mean crazy I- I'm doing a Dalek EP next year. Sick. I just announced it today that, but it's hip hop. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so that's pretty. I think it's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's to awesome. Do something to do something like that, and it totally fits what I'm doing. Yeah, damn, that's cool. You know, it's, it's not like people have you know since I announced it this morning. It's not like people have been like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like that's fucking all. You know, the reaction so far has has been that's fucking awesome, right? Yeah, that's great. That's you, so cool. you know, like you you know that stuff like that's gonna work out. Uh, it'd be cool to release like s- something like soundtrack or movie soundtrack related. Oh yeah, I'm so into that, man. That's yeah, awesome. I know I'm into it too, and I know I know it's like uh, there's this whole trend where late you know all these labels are releasing vinyl editions of soundtrack you know yeah yeah, these movie soundtracks you know i was i always thought about that you know even when the label when the label started like i always had the goal to be to release a cool fucking soundtrack Mm -hmm. that i really love on vinyl or or get involved in a soundtrack um for for a cool movie or just get into that world dude i love that world man that's like i've all I've always thought about it and yeah, like who knows, you know, with certain notoriety, who knows where, you know, that could lead, you know, where that could lead because of certain notoriety. Right. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, soundtracks for me, I've always loved that kind of shit. And like, it can just make something so fucking powerful, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and it, and it adds, I mean, the soundtracks to movies are like such a crazy thing to me because it will change the entire feel of a movie. I mean, yeah, there will be blood, dude. That's like, that's like one of the first oh. things that come to my mind because it was just straight up like powerful as fuck. And I remember watching this movie like, whoa, this is something like special, dude, you know? And, and a lot of it had to do with the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's one of a great modern day American classic. I movie. agree. 100%. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, a crossover into certain, certain different kind of worlds in the entertainment in the entertainment realm is obviously a fascinating prospect. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so yeah, yeah, and I think that's, I think that's great. Cause like, obviously I'm doing really well with music and shit. So like naturally, you know, you like think about other things you fucking like. And like, you know, for me, it's like a different genre of music, you know, like I've right. always been in punk and metal bands. And one day I was just like, man, I want to do, and I kind of want to get away from making like always abrasive shit, you know, like right, right. try to dance a little bit, you know, and then, I right, play, yeah. and then I played my first field agent show and people were like, dude, that was sick. It was like dark. Nice, as fuck. Nice. And I was like, God yeah. damn it. I didn't want it to be dark. But anyways. Oh, you know? <laughs> okay. He's like, ah, okay. So yeah. it is dark. No, but it's cool. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody puts their own taste and just like you, like you have 
all behind all the different things you put out, there's like Chris Bruni's taste. You know what I'm saying? Which is sick as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, I you know, I've I listen to hip hop pretty regularly these days. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I've listened. I don't think I've listened to hip hop as much ever as I do now. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know, I get a new appreciation for that genre, Um, and just fascinated by the production behind it. Dude, I agree, man. That's some. That's some so cool it's, it's 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 like I'm when I do top when I do year end top ten lists now it's like there's always going to be a couple hip hop albums in there. That's awesome. Regardless, so that's that's interesting. It's in, that's interesting, and then you know obviously getting into more like stuff like electronic music. Oh and, yeah, same dude. I mean that's my that's my shit right now, dude. All just, I want to yeah, do is yeah. dance, dude. Like that's what I'm. I've been like <laughs> just like I don't know. It's been it's been so far. I mean it's still a new project, but so far it's just been the funnest shit and like. Oh, the field agent stuff. Yeah, yeah, field agent. And like every time, you know, I get a little worried because I have a lot of friends that make incredible electronic music that I've listened to for a long time. And so they'll they'll give me a show and I'm just like, okay, well, uh, hopefully it's not like I'm not like the fucking metal dude that comes in here and just fucks up the electronic scene, you know? Right, like, yeah. But every time it's been wonderful. So like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like a, I totally get that whole thing. And it's like, I've listened to it for a long time and I was like, you know what, man? Like, I've I've been writing beats forever. You know what I'm saying? Just like right, on yeah, different yeah. shit. Like me and George used to fucking when we lived together, we'd make like like beats on GarageBand in like you know 20 minutes and like rap over them for fun. You know what I'm saying? Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, man, just like why the fuck not? You know why the fuck not? Like start expanding out and doing what you want to do and shit like that. I totally agree with you, man. I think it's a yeah a great thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. And you know, especially like you already have like an, obviously like a a center piece of like you know like a like a good fan base that like trust you you know what i'm saying and that's like, yeah, yeah that's important as fuck and that's great yeah but not, but at the same time it's not like it's cool you have you know you have the fan base that they'll buy anything you put out and they trust anything you put out but you know with smaller releases it's still hard to actually convince people even your own fan base even your followers yeah you know it's still hard to convince them to like check this shit out you know yeah yeah totally killer shit so it's um so yeah it's i mean that's a that's a challenge in itself like nothing's ever you know just because profound lore you know nothing's ever guaranteed and just because profound lore releases it okay it's going to be you know a lot of people think that and you know it's going to be quality but you know there's going to be some people who just won't be interested in it because it's a smaller band it's not yeah totally you know so there's that's always gonna that's always gonna be there Mm -hmm. i i I think so yeah um so is there yeah so is there any like other things coming up that like other releases or like that you're particularly excited about like coming up in the future yeah the 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 new cobalt album oh yeah yeah flow forever comes out in march Mm -hmm. late march um, it's my third release of next year, so I'm really the album's all done. We're just doing the art. We're finalizing the art right now. Mm-hmm. Sick. It's pretty, pretty fucking epic and awesome. Sick, dude. That's tired. So, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know what? I you know I'm curious to see. Curious and admittedly a bit nervous to see how people because it's been seven years since the last album. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's gonna come. It's gonna come out almost exactly seven years after the last one. Jin came out. Yeah. Wow. Just kind of pretty wild yeah. so we're really really psyched on how that came out um it's um you know it's different it's a little bit it, you know it's still cobalt you mm. know obviously charlie new vocalist but um it should be interesting yeah it's a pretty you know it's a really long long album and <laughs> it's a lot of music on it and so that you know that'll be interesting to see how 
uh, people react to that. Um, so I'm kind of anxious in a yeah, way. I bet, man. So, That's awesome, man. Fuck yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. And then the Dalek EP will come out in the spring too, probably Sick. like in April. In April. Sick. So again, I'm really psyched about that. It's literally like their first official release since their Gutter Tactics album, which came out on Ipecac Records uh-huh. in 2009. Wow. Okay. Damn, yeah, Ipecac. Yeah, Ipecac does all their full lengths. Mm-hmm. So um, this will be like literally their first, you know, release of new material this EP since since 2009. Damn. Yeah. So you know that that's exciting. And then let's see the. New Grave Miasma EP Fuck, comes yeah. out. Yeah, April and May, you know, in the spring, April or May. So, I'm really, again, really, really psyched about that. Um, let's see what else. What else is going to be coming out? Did you say Dismo is working on something new? Dismo, yeah, they're writing. Dude, I they're oh writing my God. right now. I love that band. So yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be. It'll be pretty heavy, I'm sure. They take their time though. Yeah. So, which is great. Um, That's cool. Which is great, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know they're you know Dismay Evokens working on their next album now Sick. too. Um, it's gonna be like Earth destroying, I'm sure. Yeah. But again, that's band, that's another band who work really really slow and take their time. Mm-hmm. So I don't ha- I don't have them you know until they say hey okay we're ready to go we're gonna be ready to go in the studio around this time, you know. That's awesome. They'll be doing their thing. Um, Let's see who else. Who else is who else is going to be? Uh, uh, Sub Rosa will be starting recording soon. That's fucking awesome, man! I love those people. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, man. they're so cool. It's gonna be that's going to be a pretty big album. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be sometime in the summer, whenever it gets released. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited about that! And let's see. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year for sure. That's fucking awesome, um, man. And it's and it's upon us. It's like almost here, which is fucking crazy. Scary, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> well, man, that's fucking awesome. My last question for you is when the fuck am I going to see you again? Yeah. Like uh I don't know, like this next tour isn't coming <laughs> to Canada. But it's in Canada. I'm kind of I'm kind of like fuck. I want, that's something I want to, you know. I know. It'd be see you, see you guys play with these big dumb metal bands i know it's gonna be crazy man i can't i'm excited <laughs> it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be like a whole it's 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 actually like a very new thing for us so we've never done some shit like this so it's gonna it's be good you have you have to you have to experience that oh yeah oh yeah Something i mean i'm for do. sure it's excited like- dude and power trip is on the tour now so that makes dude like those are such good friends and like we're stoked i'll have someone to talk about football with um just all that <laughs> shit man. i'm super excited about it it's gonna be great um, yeah so and then you go and then you guys go to europe yeah we go to europe uh, I, I think in march um okay so that's still like, right right yeah i mean we're fucking we it's like it's that time again for us you know what i'm saying so and then what like, and then after and then after europe uh i think i don't know i think we got some like australia shit planned for the future oh um, right yeah yeah uh, there's a lot of stuff i actually i'm like really bad with this kind of thing because i get emails and i'm like not good at reading them a and then i mean i have like you know 2600 unread emails or some shit right i'm like really bad at it but then uh also like like the all like the team will just text each other and be like man this is gonna be sick and i'll be like wait wait wait, like what's gonna be sick and then like they'll tell me and i'm like oh yeah that is gonna be sick because i like yeah i don't ever know but yeah man um that's i mean obviously whenever 
we're in the near vicinity, like we kick it. So that'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's always a blast hanging out with you guys. So. Are you coming out to like, I mean, you don't come out to LA for anything ever. Do you? Uh, not, not really. Not as of, not as of late, unless it's like a festival there. Yeah. Or some, or something. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to get back to LA. I have, you know, I have my, I have a cousin who's there with her husband and her and their kids. Sick. Come visit so, family, dude. You got to visit family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, no, LA, I'd like to get back there for sure. If something, whatever, something comes up, like I, I you know, I do travel decent, a yeah. decent amount. So, so stuff just comes up. Right. Yeah. 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 That's like, awesome. You know, go, go to New York for, you know, a couple times a year for something. And That's there's always, cool. there's always, there's always something. Hopefully LA, hopefully LA will come up. Yeah. I'm sure. So, sure. It will sometime you guys you guys will be around for that so yeah i know which is a definite roll of the dice dude we haven't we're, we're, <laughs> the future here is like very scattered for us we're like gone a lot but uh yeah yeah man like again you know like profound lore is something that i've followed for a long fucking time dude and it's kind of uh awesome. it's actually it's kind of crazy like i've i've followed profound lore for so long that it's kind of crazy for me to like have you on this podcast <laughs> because it's oh, like dude that rules <laughs> uh so yeah it's like what what a weird awesome like series of events that led us here you know and let us here yeah yeah it's <laughs> so cool and like yeah again i see i feel like i see you a lot and yeah i can't wait man and i like really appreciate you coming on here and it's like a lot of good information too because again there's a lot of shit i didn't even i don't know you know and like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes a lot of string behind pulling, the scenes yeah yeah and like gluing together all these different pieces i mean it's, it's I, I guess it's different with every label like a label of my size is obviously smaller than you know a label you know like say relapse or yeah nuclear blast who have a who have a bigger you know they have they have people on staff they have um but that also you know, that adds to like the the character and like the and again exactly. dude, again like how we were talking about like there's a bunch of different kind of music on profound lore but it all really comes back to like what you like and that is fucking sick dude that's like sick as fuck right yeah that's what it literally all boils down to yeah that's so, so cool i think that's cool as fuck and like uh it's it's rare and and fucking cool and like it's great that something like that you know you're like proof that like you don't have to be this crazy huge fucking gigantic intricate machine to be mm -hmm. successful you can just do you can do all you can take on all that shit by yourself and people can do it you know that's fucking cool yeah no and it's, it's weird because sometimes i wonder to myself because i only have like you know i have i do have people like people who help me out like mm -hmm. my graphics guy and 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 whatnot and other people to help me with certain tasks but sometimes i ask myself because i see these other bigger labels they have you know staff you know small staff people yeah and then actually i question myself i'm like am i doing this right am i <laughs> you know I'm dealing with my you know i deal with my distributors and you you know it's just kind of like I sometimes I do question myself. Okay, am I operating this right? <laughs> you know. I mean, it fucking seems kind like of it. weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I hear different. You know, and you hear how different other labels work and what they're doing. Yeah. And then you think to yourself, okay, you know, I I, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do that. Yeah. I'm I man. I manage to. Um. So there's always that that kind of train of thought that kind of permeates and lingers on my mind. Yeah, and you know what? I'm sure 
I mean, I shouldn't be, I'm not, I shouldn't be worried, you know, I've yeah. heard labels can do whatever they want, it's yeah. their prerogative, yeah. but sometimes I got to kind of like, you know, you want to make sure you're running this, you know, you're running this machine and you want to make sure that machine is well oiled, yeah, that it's, totally. that it's, that, it, that it's running smoothly, that you're making sure you're doing what you, what you can do for each release um, through certain projections you may, you know, you make, um, you know, how you want that release to get out there and, um, making the, making those projections in the hopes that release will meet it or hopes that it will meet it. And you, you want to hope even more they exceed it. Totally. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting seeing, you know, cause I do this on my own essentially. Um, like I said, with the exception of, you know, some help, that I'm going to be getting next year mm-hmm. uh, to help out just with stuff, you know, stuff that sometimes I'm, I might find annoying to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like menial, menial things, but, um, or, you know, just to keep my head on, you totally. know, to keep, to keep my head, head on straight. So it's also um, a very admirable thing too to like, to start realizing when you need like to bring someone else in, you know what I'm saying? And even, you know, I'm sure it's just, for remedial tasks like like that kind of shit, you know, but it's also like, again, we talked earlier about how sometimes it's hard to like relinquish some sort of like control over something, especially when it's yours, you know? Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think about that all the time. Like, like this podcast is mine and like, I, <laughs> I love it. And I started it in my fucking room, uh, which I call the lab, but it's just my room. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like, <laughs> sometimes I think about like, you know what, man, like all the fucking podcasts that I listen to, those motherfuckers have research teams. And that would be so sick to have someone that like just presents you this thing, you know? And, uh, but yeah. you know, like one day also I, I like doing some of the research, man. It's like fun and all that shit, you know? So it's like, right, right. Yeah. 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 It's just, that's just how it is, man. And, and, and hopefully, I always say that hopefully one day, like it'll, the day will come where I need to bring someone else in, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't handle everything. Cause I just, right. say, you know, it's going well, you know? Right. Right. Um, I'm having a website made right now, which is fucking nice. mind blowing to me, you know? And like, I, I, what the <laughs> fuck? Like I never, no, like never in my life did I think I would need a website for anything, you know? So, uh, I'm pretty stoked on that. It's going to be cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, yeah, again, it's all parallel, dude. Like, everything you do, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's obviously, like, little differences here and there, but it's it's parallel. The struggle is real for everyone. Yep. It's an art form, you know? doing You're yep. fucking making the label is an art form, dude, you know? It's all, it's all about the art. Yeah, know? absolutely. What you, what you do for the art and... And you have I your think. aesthetic and like all that shit, man. It's like it's cool, and and it seems like everything came together and is working really fucking well. Because yeah, you've been doing it for a long time now, you know. And yeah. you know what? Everything you did got you on Talkful, which is a fucking huge deal. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> 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 well, millions of listeners are gonna listen to you and be like, "Oh, it's fucking tight." I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's cool as fuck. Uh, so yeah, man, like seriously, dude, uh, I really appreciate, besides coming on here, I appreciate everything you do. It fucking rules. Thank and, you. No, uh, I, yeah, I appreciate hearing it from you guys, you and the team too. So yeah. Oh, dude, I mean, you're, you're on the team. So yeah, it's a fucking, it's a big team <laughs> effort, dude. But yeah, I no. really, uh, I really appreciate everything. I really appreciate you coming on here and fucking. Yeah, it's fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Bruni. Just, just shooting, the sh- shooting the shit with you. Which you is know, great. It's, it's like the whole point <laughs> of it. You know, like the whole yeah, point of this is like. Kind of ended up having some friends that are doing really fucking cool shit. So it's like, why not just like talk about it, you know? Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's couple, good to get. A couple fools it, talking. 
it's it's good to get it out too. It's almost therapeutic in a way. Absolutely, I agree. You have, you have these thought, you have these thoughts backed up, and it's kind of like you just, you know, it's good to get them out there. And yeah, like another thing thoughts. I said a while ago was like, I think I think it might have been like Jonathan Dick. I was talking to Jonathan Dick on here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I didn't realize, like, when I started this podcast, one thing that was, like, an unexpected, like, treat, like, a great thing was that I, like, didn't know about, like, a lot of stuff about these people's, like, lives, you know? And I was like, like yeah. and it's, it's, it's fucking cool as fuck to, like, just, like, ask people questions and, like, just get the person behind, you know, Profound Lore or the person behind, like, Steel for Brains or the person right. behind everything, you know? And yeah, so it's, it's fun, and I and I, I personally enjoy like you know hearing about a person that is making something that I like, whether it's an artist or like a bunch of other anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so, so it's cool, and yeah, it's it's and and we're lucky, man. Like I I feel lucky to be able to do this to like have people that were down to just talk mm-hmm. about that kind of shit. You know, so it's like it's a great side effect. Like you just get to learn all this cool shit about people that are doing something and probably learn from it. You know. Like, oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, that is fucking Chris Bruni, like the mastermind behind Profound Lore. Uh, and I really appreciate it, man. Like, thank you so much for coming on here. Well, thank you for having me on. All right, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Later. Later. Fuck yeah, man. That was Chris Bruni. Uh, he's tight as fuck. He's my dog. And yeah, he has like a serious ear for tight shit, man, across the board, all genres. And, you know, he happens to like, you know, one of my favorite genre music ever, like gnarly death metal, right? So uh, I really appreciate him coming on here. And to close out, again, we have an unreleased song from a new band that Chris Bruni will be working with in the future, in the very near future. So this is Ritual Chamber, Beings of Entropy, off of the upcoming album Obscurations to Feast on the Seraphim. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs>